Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 23 of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan and joined by Ski Yo. and Brent. Hi. And today we are going to be discussing Son-in-Law Dearest, again Season 2, Episode 23. Uh, Ski will be doing our recap as the most typical and uh, we'll give our MVPs, best lines, and our ratings out of eight slices of cheesecake on our quest uh, as we kind of close in on the end of Season 2. It's coming up quick, yeah. Yep. So, with that, I'll go ahead and turn it over to you, Ski, for the recap. Did we have any viewer mail? Uh, nothing new that I recall. So, yeah. it was a, As a matter of fact, right now, we're recording this um, right after Thanksgiving, a few days after yeah. Thanksgiving. And I think that the Thanksgiving holiday really suppressed our uh, uh, listenership. Gotcha. Um, so, we might see a, a nice bump next week, You think it would jump up. I mean, a lot of people are trying to like, avoid uh, conversations that, you know... Well, yeah, I mean, you figure Parties. all these people should be avoiding family <laughs> gatherings altogether, right? So, um, I mean, of course, we are... Stay home, eat turkey, and listen to podcasts. Right. <laughs> I mean, this is the one uh, irresponsible thing that I typically do in a week <laughs> at this point in time. Um, uh, other than this, I try to stay clear of pretty much all other humans I that don't really live in my house. I cut out work. That seems like a dangerous thing I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, you are the one of us who works out in the... In the public, but your work does require a mask at all times, yeah, right? Yeah, it does. And you work in your own separate office there, too, right? I also do, yeah. So, For the most part, not all is. You're relatively sequestered, at least. Yeah. So. Anyways. But, uh, all right. So uh, you can go ahead and kick off the uh, recap, uh, the mail-less recap, well, uh, M-A-I-L. Real, real quick, uh, shout out to our, our good friend James. Oh, yeah. Whose birthday is today. Yeah, well, it's today in our world, but it's yeah, yeah. his in birthday eight weeks ago in their <laughs> world. <laughs> so, yeah. True, true. Maybe I, I don't think have you gave Brent up. a shout-out when his birthday was a couple weeks ago. Did I not Not to it? mention the fact that your birthday was like in like two days from now. <laughs> so, Well, happy belated, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, anyways, so. But, yeah, so happy birthday to anybody who has celebrated a birthday <laughs> anytime before or after this podcast airs. Which so. would be literally everyone who lives, right? Right, yeah. So I am just sharing the love to all of our 50-ish fair listeners. Fair enough, so. fair enough. So happy birthday, Sagittariuses and Scorpios. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Brent, you live your life by the uh, Zodiac, right? I do. <laughs> Exclusively. I do. That's how you judge everyone's character as well, right? Exactly. No, no, that's not right. And You're supposed I- to be mischievous <laughs> and how i write my letters to the newspapers <laughs> yeah. well i know that you don't use a pen you just cut out those magazines exactly <laughs> exactly you would think like that would be a font like ransom oh yeah something. yeah i bet there is one out there somewhere Probably so i don't know if it's a microsoft uh, word font but yeah. i bet you there's a yeah program of some sort that you can get really yeah. i mean you could just make that yourself anytime couldn't you well yes yeah, so, i mean just, you what create that font well just like Various fonts, every well, every letter. Sure, sure. But I think Brent's talking about being able to do it, like like it appears like a cutout. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. where like some words are just you know like not exactly Slightly skewed. Well, the ones yeah. looks like it's got a background of some kind, like it was right. cut out of a magazine. Exactly. If that isn't a thing, you should totally copyright it and make it a thing. Exactly. I'll call it psychopath wingding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might get a little bit of. Um, a little bit of pushback from the Zap people, but um, <laughs> do they own Wingding? I don't know, but I've never heard Wingding in any other font title besides that. <laughs> so, but listen, I'm not I'm not a spokesperson for for Zap Wingdings, but yeah. um, <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to warn you against you know the potential 
litigious world of font management. I say spell it a little bit different, and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> Call it Wang Dang. <laughs> <laughs> it would probably make it even more popular then. <laughs> Unless, of course, there is like a font that looks like tiny penises, and that's the Wang Dang. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. You never know. Yeah. It's a big world out there. That's true. A very... Uh, Many fonts. Filled with fonts, yes. Yeah, a font for every taste. Yeah. <laughs> you, ever heard that, um, you ever heard that expression, ain't no thing like a chicken wang? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, it was in a group chat or whatever. And so that's sort of what I was thinking. And I said something like, my wang. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know. And then, and then after I hit enter, I read it, and I was like, I apologize. <laughs> Did you just submit your letter of resignation? <laughs> should have. I felt horrible. <laughs> so was it you were trying to say my wing, but you were just saying it as wang instead? Yeah, like we were all talking about um, having wings that night. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said something like, you know, can't wait to get my wang. <laughs> get my wang on or something like that. Brent, what? <laughs> Good <laughs> sir. Yeah. Watch really your quick. Brent does work with a lot of old-timey Brits. <laughs> what, what? Exactly. Like this now. <laughs> Watch your friendship level. Exactly. (laughs) Why? Why? Never. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, Brent works for uh, a multinational company that um, is also multi generational. So could be. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All the above are true. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, theory for that recap. I am ready when you are. Okay. Go for it. All right. As he mentioned, uh, season two, episode twenty-three is entitled. Son-in-law dearest. Uh, the original air date was April 11th, 1987. Uh, this one was written by Pat Shea, or She, do you think? S-H-E-A. Shea? I, I think it's Shea. Yeah, like Shea Stadium. And mm-hmm. Harriet Weiss. And, of course, uh, directed by Terry Hughes, who's done most of them this season. We haven't heard of Harriet Weiss before, have we? It doesn't sound familiar. Or Tommy Shea, or whatever yeah. his name was. I do not recognize uh, Pat Shea. Pat Shea. I, don't, I don't think I recognize him either. Yeah. Now, did you say, Brent, that when is it the Terry Hughes drops off? I think at the end of this season. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or no, maybe next season. Well, uh, so 25 is the last one he does this season, mm-hmm. but I don't remember if he does any next season or not. Gotcha. I'll have to keep an eye out or an ear out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, we open the kitchen. We see uh, Blanche is preparing a slew of snacks, uh, one of which she actually quickly brings into the living room and places next to several other snacks that are sitting on the coffee table. Uh, Sophia is in there, and she makes a snide comment about uh, that she eats so many snacks, uh, you know, she's going to get sick. But Blanche tells her that, you know, she's just getting ready for a 12-hour I Love Lucy marathon. Yeah, I am. It seemed like she needed a little more savory in that mix, in my opinion. Like, it looked like all sweet snacks, didn't it? Oh, she had the ramaki. Ramaki. What, what is ramaki? I guess I don't know what yeah, that is. Yeah, everybody comments on that. I didn't know what that was either. I meant so, to look it up. It's um, chicken liver oh. wrapped in bacon and then um, sort of baked in like a soy sauce. Wow, that seems like a pain in the ass to make for a little snack for your, you know. <laughs> it, it also seems like the kind of snack you wouldn't want to eat after been sitting out for 12 hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, maybe she meant to have that first. You know? <laughs> everybody else picks at it. Later, I mean, yeah, throughout right. the show, like, oh, is that Ramaki? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is funny because, yeah, I've never, I mean, I've heard the name before, yeah. but I had no idea what it was. Yeah. Um, 
And I certainly wouldn't have known it just by its sight. Uh, <laughs> so apparently it must have been big in the 80s. Yeah. It was remarkable. Ski <laughs> 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 well, gets the MVP award overall. <laughs> Give the episode three slices of cheesecake. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> just go out on a high note. <laughs> so you think that's how we should do it from now on? We get one good laugh and then so these episodes are going to be around folks. 12 minutes long. We've peaked. <laughs> Stay old, Coco. I, I, I do wonder how often people take a look on some of these ones. You know, we occasionally will keep it to, you know, I would say more often than not, we keep it to around an hour. Um, but, you know, we have had some recent ones, especially that start, you know, pushing up hour and a half, close mm-hmm. to two hours. And yeah. I do wonder how often someone sees nah. that. And they're like, an hour and 53 minutes. Huh. Maybe I'll just fast forward till the end and see what their ratings are and move on. <laughs> <laughs> Mentioned so much gold in there, a lot of you know copper as well. But yeah, <laughs> whatever, whatever. I guess copper probably wouldn't be the opposite of gold. It's still yeah. you know, a value of some sort. Yeah, but. I don't know what the opposite of gold is. Yeah, I don't know, but dirt. <laughs> yeah, so I was, was going to say shit. Yeah, but <laughs> depends on yeah. how highly you esteem gold. I would think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, all I can why do you is... want the gold? Is it for conductive reasons? Mm-hmm. And reflective reasons? I don't know. Even gold, I think, is a bit too far. <laughs> it's one of those things. That Very valuable. It, it's nothing but shit. They're just mining the corn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's fair. I think we have some stuff that comes out that you know avoids the colon altogether. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the corn prior to the digestion, but Maybe. I prefer to call it maize because yeah. I'm, I'm international. Um, yeah. They say our corn has no nutritional value. Oh, really? Yeah, like yellow corn, mm-hmm. whatever, like blue corn and stuff does. Hmm. That's, I've never heard that. That's yeah, crazy. like they've bred all the out all of it. All the nutrition? Yeah, <laughs> like in order for it to be so populous and so easy to grow. Hmm. It's just been modified so much that... It's just filler. That seems like a worthless crop, then, does it not? Yeah. Well, because they have now, to, do, to feed the animals. Yeah, so does feed corn at least have the nutrients still? No, we get the same corn as that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's I good to know, too, different. that the uh, animals that you're eating, they're getting the same nutritionless corn <laughs> that you're eating yeah. almost exclusively. So. It's a yeah. circle of life. Yeah. <laughs> or death, yeah. as it were. <laughs> they're not growing special corn just for the Well, I was <laughs> heard there chickens. were like two two. Uh, types of corn. I was told they did feed corn on the outside, mm-hmm. and then like sweet corn on the inside uh, of like uh, a field. Well, maybe there's some slight difference as far as the uh, yeah, taste. Maybe the the other corn has less flavor to it or whatnot. Not but sure. either way, it sounds like it's both completely devoid of nutrition. Well, that's important. That's the that's the only mm-hmm. <laughs> core value right there. Yeah. But uh, in regards to the I Love Lucy marathon, Sophia comments that she never really cared for the show. Stating that uh, all the episodes were basically the same, Lucy asking Ricky to be part of the show, at, you know, his club, and then him shooting her down. She even adds that uh, his show wasn't really that spectacular, <laughs> you know, just saying it's a Cuban beating on a drum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In all fairness, yeah, I think that's a fair, a fair point to be made. Um, but it was a, it was a popular show. Yeah. Um, you know, apparently, it seemed like always had a pretty good. Well, not the show, yeah. not. I'm not saying that that's a fair point about the show I Love Lucy, but it'd be a fair point about why didn't Ricky allow Lucy to be more yeah. of a part of his. Well, and then act. she goes like, why couldn't she be a part of the show? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I mean, there, so there was the episode of Lucy 
where, you know, she's stopping the grapes. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's the one with the conveyor belt with the chocolates. Right. You know, there's the one with the vitamin of vegemin drink or mm-hmm. whatever. And, and I'm sure there are others. Okay. <laughs> with that being said, yeah, I mean, they went back to the well a few times with like Lucy wanting to be a part of the show. Right. Okay. But I think the writers of the Golden Girls are pots calling the kettle black. Uh, oh, yeah. If they want to criticize yeah, I mean, going Blanche back to the well. three times. Exactly. In like 50 episodes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I think, it's uh, definitely a. Uh, need to was that if you're pointing one finger three you're pointing back at you <laughs> exactly exactly it's uh-huh. exhibit a of harriet wise is a bitch <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you're building your case <laughs> oh, don't worry. i got exhibit b ready <laughs> uh, i'm with bated breath <laughs> but uh so yeah she, she basically says they're all the same uh then rose enters and uh blanche invites her to join her to watch the marathon <laughs> Rose says it sounds great and asks who's in the show. And then uh, Blanche starts to describe the cast, realizing that Rose has never seen it. And Rose tells her that, you know, they never really watched a lot of TV until, or she never watched a lot of TV until she moved in with the girls. And then uh, her and Charlie never even actually uh, owned a TV. Yeah, that, um, I, I don't know. I would still think that unless you were living in a cave, especially during that time <laughs> period, if you never heard of I Love Lucy and know who Lucille Ball was, it just yeah. seems, I don't know, it, it's, uh, what is it, the even suspension stretch, of disbelief. Is even a, a stretch for Rose. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we do find that she took up a lot of her time. Yeah, yeah, we do find out about <laughs> about that. And I, <clears throat> I like the fact that uh, I guess Charlie told her that TV wasn't perfected yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not until the Golden Girls aired. Right, that's so. right. And Blanche says, though, that it just sounds that maybe Charlie may have been a little cheap. Uh, Rose kind of laughs and agrees, saying, you know, he could squeeze a nickel till the buffalo pooped. Yeah. <laughs> I like that line. Yeah, that was uh, that led, though, to one of my favorite lines of the episode. Maybe my favorite line of the episode, but Sophia's follow-up to that was, um, boy, I'll tell you. There's sure something to the power of suggestion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, excuse me. Yeah, that was a, a great line that, you know, basically – Rose machine pooping <laughs> got the got the juices flowing for Sophia as well. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, hearing that comment, Sophia excuses herself to use the restroom. Uh, Dorothy then enters the room and sits down. Uh, the girls invite her also to join watching the show with her or with them. And uh, Rose is calling it "I like Lucy," you know, kind of by accident. But then uh, Blanche corrects her and says, "Well, I don't know if I love it. It's I've never seen it before." Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Dorothy uh, then declines, saying that she'll be too busy because her daughter's coming to visit that evening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, the girls quickly realize, though, that uh, Dorothy's not telling the whole story, that there's a detail or two missing. Yeah, it's she's a little excited. hammy the way that they get to that, where she like starts to tell and then <laughs> tries to back it off. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, like she doesn't know that they're gonna try to pry for more details. Right, or like she doesn't like obviously she wants to tell them. Uh-huh. Um, so it seems odd yeah. that she would then try to you know, backtrack after starting to let it out. Yeah. Well, anyway, they, you know, they can tell she's hiding something. Right. Uh, but she claims, that, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing. Uh, directly following this, however, Sophia comes in and asks the girls if Dorothy told them that she's going to be a grandma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, of course, Rose and Blanche are excited, but Dorothy's a little upset uh, that she told them, saying it was going to be a surprise, or a secret, and that they aren't really 100% sure at this point. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Sophia states that, you know, she read between the lines when she spoke to her on the phone. I think, what did she say? Like, uh, 
She had big news, and then she went to throw up. Right, yeah. She had big, big news that she wanted to tell her in person, and then she had to excuse herself to throw up. Um, <laughs> and so she was just reading between the lines. Uh, which, you know, I would say that that is, you know, reasonable. Now, as we'll find out soon enough, that wasn't the uh, the case. Well, Dorothy does add that uh, they've been trying for a baby here lately. So. Right, yeah. So there would be a reason. But I would think, I don't know, we'll, we'll get to it more here in a moment. Uh, so I'm not stepping on the... The reveal here. <laughs> well, the doorbell well, rings. Well, real quick, oh. then, I guess. So, yeah, you know, she mentioned that, you know, um, they've been trying and maybe they have, maybe they haven't. But don't you think it's odd that, like, Dorothy's outside of Sophia, like, the oldest of them, correct? Mm-hmm. And she has no grandkids, but the other two are much younger, especially Blanche, who's, like, 10 years younger, supposedly. Right. And she has, like, a teenage grandson. <laughs> yeah, well, and not only that, but, you know, I, I guess this kind of steps on their issues with continuity. Uh-huh. Um, but wouldn't her daughter be, like, 40-some years old yeah. at this point? Because she was with Stan for 38 years. She got yeah. married to him because she was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I would think that if the daughter hasn't given you a kid at this point, yeah. you're just not going to be a grandma um, <laughs> exactly. unless they decided to adopt. But her, <laughs> her daughter is holding up remarkably well for a woman in her mid 40s yeah <laughs> so. exactly now like, does she what? have any other kids besides she has she, the jazz yeah yeah, yeah michael yeah. michael yeah um who's still like 31 at yeah. this stage of the show um but yeah like why doesn't her daughter just adopt blanche's grandson right <laughs> it's like two problems <laughs> solved right there <laughs> <laughs> well you know i don't know if that one week and that was enough to get him turned around at least in the short term but i don't know if it'd be enough to get him turned around where you'd want him to you don't be your ward. <laughs> <laughs> well, get, get Mario back in the country. He yeah. can stay with him. Mm-hmm. That would be a good idea. But uh, the doorbell rings, and uh, Dorothy goes to answer, kind of gushing on the way about how excited she is to be uh, a grandma. Uh, and when she opens the door, she you know opens it, expecting her daughter, saying, Oh, honey. you know. But instead, it turns out it's Stan. Right. And he, of course, responds, Darling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when I saw the... Um when I saw the title of the episode, and I think I made my feelings about Stan fairly clear in this, that I'm not a fan. Um, not when a I saw fan the, of Stan? Not at all. And when I saw the name of the episode, I was like, oh, this is going to be a Stan-centric episode. And then it you know, sounded like, oh, well, it's about Dorothy's daughter. I thought, okay, well, Stan's probably going to be in it. Um, but I was still had hopes, and then you know, Stan comes in. Although, uh, you know... I guess I could wait on this till near to the end of the episode, but I would feel like it was Stan's least annoying least, appearance. I would say least dickish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, to date, I mean, maybe because he better. wasn't the star of the episode. He yeah. was a complimentary piece to it, mm-hmm. but he wasn't nearly as much of an asshole as I feel like he typically is. And, and you're agreeing with this? I definitely do. Yeah, I think because he he showed a glimpse of being a good dad for a little bit. Uh, even if he did kind of overshadow that a little bit again with being a bad husband. Yeah. Oh, I've never disagreed with the two of you more. Wow. I think this is the all-time worst we've seen Stanley. <laughs> really? Absolutely. <laughs> I despise Stanley at the end of this one. <laughs> it is just a horrible, horrible, horrible man. Hmm. I'll be interested to hear what your points are. Yeah. So that. not the MVP, I guess. Well, I mean, <laughs> no. he was not good enough to even be close to that for my, me either. No, me but yeah. Um, yeah. he wasn't quite, for me at least, as high up on my shit list as he typically <laughs> yeah. is in the episode. But uh, back to it. Uh, she allows Stan to come in. Actually, she closed the door on him first and asked the girls, you know, check my eyes. Was that Stan? <laughs> and they say, yeah. And so she opens it back and lets him in. He asks, you know, if uh, he knows why, you know, she's coming to town. And uh, Dorothy tells him that she doesn't know for sure. 
uh, well, at first she says she doesn't know at all. And then Sophia says, well, he's the father. He should know, too. And so, so uh, Dorothy admits that uh, they think that she may be pregnant. Right. And so uh, he's very excited, of course, to hear this news. Uh, Blanche calls him, uh, says he's going to be a granddaddy. And Stan comments, isn't life a gas? Mm-hmm. And just again, uh, <laughs> hearing this uh, bowel-based statement, <laughs> Sophia excuses herself to use, I assume, the restroom. Yeah, she yeah. Says, this is amazing. Excuse me again. Um, yeah. uh, Stan then sits down and considers you know, that a part of him will be passed on to the baby. And Dorothy uh, comments on that saying, and we'll learn to love it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty great line also. Uh, the doorbell rings again, and this time uh, Dorothy answers, and it is Kate. Yeah. Uh, she enters and gives hugs and greetings to everybody. Stan says, you know, acknowledges that she's got some big news, and uh, Blanche and Rose uh, start to leave the room, but Kate says, no, no, you guys are like family. I can say this in front of yeah. everybody. And uh, Dorothy is super excited. She hugs Stan even, saying how happy she is. Uh, however, Kate then drops a bomb and tells them that Dennis had an affair, and I've left him. Mm-hmm. So this was, of course, not the news they were all expecting, and Dorothy yells at this point for Stan to take his hands off of her. Right. Uh, we change the scene, and we see Kate, uh, Dorothy, and Stan now all talking in the kitchen, and Stan is then talking about how uh, he knew Dennis, her husband, is uh, no good from the beginning. He then begins uh, to kind of lecture about the sanctity of marriage, mm-hmm. and Dorothy kind of swats him and reminds him of his own infidelity. Yeah. She said, um, you know, but enough about you. And right. That was yeah. my favorite line of the episode. That was another solid line for sure. Uh, Kate you know, says, you know, their marriage didn't seem to even have any problems, and that is why it was such a uh, so, mm-hmm. so shocking. Yes. Uh, Stan even asked if things were okay in the bedroom, mm-hmm. suggesting that most men cheat uh, due to disappointment under the sheets. Exactly. So you guys would like to defend Stanley saying that his daughter doesn't put out well enough? Well, <laughs> I thought I mean, that was particularly slimy of him. <laughs> Listen, I mean, Stan is a slime ball for sure, and I would probably, I don't know, <laughs> I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have that discussion with my daughter. I don't think. Well, no, I don't think I would. Honey, are you not good enough at sex? What's well, wrong? It, it is a <laughs> little bit. Can you not keep a man? Victim <laughs> shit blaming or whatever in there. So yeah, you know, maybe I need to re-examine my <laughs> opinion to Stanley. Maybe I only feel that way about Stanley because he was less part of the episode than he was in the other Stanley episodes. <laughs> well, my, my, my opinion of him totally is from wrong. one scene in particular. Yeah, just the one scene near the end. Well, that, I mean, aside from the, like you said, victim blaming, mm-hmm. he is, like, admittedly upset as a father should be, I oh, think. Oh, well, sure, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, the whole victim shaming thing and also it's like, like, how do you come back from that? Like if yeah. you're a girl, and your right? It's like we well, obviously you're you're not <laughs> well, satisfying I mean, your man. You I talk mean, to your three daughters about making sure that their men are satisfied and ever. Well, I mean, okay, maybe not the youngest one yet, but I would have to assume. You know, your no. one daughter's an adult now. No, there's none of that conversation. I'll ever send her ever. a text. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Alan, your dad's friend. You know, we met once or maybe twice. <laughs> So. I just want you to know, Real make sure you satisfy note. your man. Um, I just think that's just such a horrible, horrible <laughs> thing. Yeah. Like, I was like, surely he didn't say that. <laughs> and then, you know, and then Dorothy's like, you only last 30 seconds. And the daughter just rolls with that bunch as well. Yeah, yeah, it's she just, does. It's like a duck well, in water. In fairness, like, after his slight, then, yeah, I would roll with any insult that, yeah. uh, that Dorothy would throw out there, whether you... 
Yeah. You know, believed it or not. Yeah. Or and I got to think that uh, she must have seen some of this uh, back and forth when they were together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a, as well, a probably kid. so, yeah. yeah. If not as a kid, even at least as an, an adult, yeah. you know, at any kind of event where they were together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just, I've never been more annoyed with a human being than I was with Stanley <laughs> at that moment. Now, way, way back in season one, didn't we see Dorothy's daughter getting married? Yeah, yeah, but um, it wasn't this actress. So. Yeah. Was it a, a, supposed to be Kate, though? Um, she yeah. just has the Kate and the Michael. Yeah. Okay. I, I couldn't remember if it was all, if that was continuous or yeah. continuous. I don't or even not. know if it, it wasn't this Dennis either, right? No, I don't believe so. Yeah. All. all yeah, this was definitely the only episode for both of those two. So yeah, it was, yeah, yeah a, a whole new, uh, I don't know, pair reprising their role. So yeah. not reprising their role, but taking their roles. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And Dennis was like a poor man's Gulia. Gulia? <laughs> like uh, I can't remember his first name, but from Wedding Singer. Oh yeah, like Julia Gulia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. yeah. I don't remember his first name either. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He was not nearly as much of a slime ball as Gulia yeah. is, at least from what we've seen of him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but now I feel like I'm upset that I can't remember what his first name was. Yeah. We just watched that movie with the kids not very long ago, yeah. and yet still, uh, it's, it's yeah. escaping me. So. Yeah, they'll probably think of me. I'll probably try to think of it too. Uh, so yeah, Kate says you know she didn't see any problems in their marriage, mm-hmm. and you know Stan of course asked the awesome question about you know right. how are things in uh, the bedroom. Uh, and then, as you said, Dorothy, you know, incredulously calls out Stan's personal lack of endurance in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate pulls them both back to task, though. And Sophia comes in and asks Kate, how, how are you doing? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she answers that she's fine. But Sophia tells her that she knows she's lying, but that's all right. Uh, a brave front is the first step back. I like the way you characterize it as if she's Joey Tribbiani, like, doing? how you doing? Like, she's trying to pick her up, like, oh, no, she's on the market now. Mm-hmm. Sure, it might be my granddaughter, but still. A fine catch. Uh-huh. Obviously not if she's no good in the sheets. Well, yeah, that's probably true. I mean, Sophia had a trick or two that she needed to teach her. So. <laughs> Kate admits that uh, <laughs> she's not really okay. Uh, and that Dennis really did hurt her. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Sophia trying to en- entice a younger lover. <laughs> you know, she's got hard candies hidden in the pockets of her panties. <laughs> <laughs> the, the pockets of her panties. Exactly. I like it. Yeah, that's right. Because that's what they had back in the 20s. Exactly. <laughs> Excited laundry. How do you feel about the fact that Sophia's had the same panties for 60 years at this point? <laughs> She's on a fixed income. All right. <laughs> She's still added $17 for Christmas shopping. Well, they certainly made them better than they used to back then. I mean, they used to make them better than they, they do now. I look at the rest of her uh, wardrobe, and I was like, yep, I believe that. <laughs> They're bloomers. Her granddaughter answers that she's fine, but Sophia calls her out saying, you know, that she knows she's not really fine, but... Uh, it's okay to put on a brave front. Uh, Kate uh, admits that she's really hurt by what Dennis did to her, adding that uh, she does feel very alone. Mm-hmm. Dorothy then kind of holds her hand and reassures her that she is not and that her family will be there to see her through this difficult time. Uh, Stan even gets in there and says he'll be uh, canceling a business appointment later that evening just to be there for her. Mm-hmm. Kate tells him, you know, that's really not necessary. And then he uh, kind of relents, saying that he'll only be gone an hour. Uh, Dorothy corrects him, saying that less than a half hour, 
She doesn't want dinner. Right. I'm assuming this means that she's thinking that Stan's going on a date, right? Yeah, yeah. It's on a booty call, apparently. And then he has the new hair. Right. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I didn't mention that before. He does have a new hair piece in this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's quite luxurious. He said it hadn't uh, evened out yet, right? Right, yeah. Like it's settled. It's settled, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's got the Ted Danson quaff and the George Went Merkin. (laughs) Right. Uh, he then leaves, telling uh, Kate to keep her chin up, and then to Dorothy for her to keep her chins up, too. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, I guess uh, Dorothy had been throwing a few his direction, so you know she was owed one or two back. Um, although, I mean, honestly, as much of a dick as Stan was to her, he really should never have any comeback to her, right. other than just you know continually apologizing. Yes, dear. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he's changed scenes again. We see... Uh, Blanche and Rose now sitting on the uh, living room couch laughing, mm-hmm. watching the show. Rose says that she's still a bit fuzzy on the casting details, you know, as to why Desi played Ricky instead of Desi, mm-hmm. but Lucy played Lucy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of what I thought a uh, Abbott Costello kind of shtick. Yeah. yeah, like a who's on first type yeah. of a situation. Yeah. They play with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy comes in and tells the real, girls real oh. quick the fact that um, Desi wasn't tall enough to play Desi right yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was just a shut up Rose kind yeah, of line but I really found that amusing yeah that so. was a good one for sure <laughs> it was almost my favorite line of the episode uh, Dorothy comes in and tells the girls you know how upset she or how Kate how upset Kate is and also you know how horrible she feels <laughs> uh, they only laugh because of course they're still just paying attention to the show <laughs> Because, like, this is the one where Fred was dressed as a burglar, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so yet another time where it wasn't about Lucy getting in the show. <laughs> true, true. So, got uh, four episodes out of 156. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't even include, like, the Lucy-Desi comedy hour. Mm-hmm, so. Exactly. <laughs> or the Lucy show without Desi. Right, yeah. Mr. Gordon. Uh, so, yeah, they're just laughing because the show's funny. Uh, Dorothy sarcastically <laughs> apologized, saying, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize this was more important. And then walks into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. They don't react because they're still paying attention to the show. Yeah, totally engrossed. Holding the door open, she loudly tells the girls that uh, this is the point where they're supposed to shut off the TV and chase after her to console her hurting or console their hurting friend, or she can throw the TV through the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, they should have reminded her that DVR hadn't been invented and VHS wasn't even that common, probably at yeah, least not yeah. an at-home recorder. So. Yeah. Plus, these are all shows that are new to Rose. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, she's, like, getting her first taste of Lucy. Exactly. Plus, they both got a belly full of Ramaki, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> run after her like that. Yeah, they might be able to slog after her at exactly. best. Exactly. That was a pretty full table of treats. Yeah. I don't. Do they show how empty it was at this point? I don't um, remember seeing it. That would have been an interesting update, really, there. Just yeah. say, like, half gone or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blanche and Rose, you know, quickly realize that they have been oblivious and a bit insensitive uh, to their friend. Mm-hmm. So they follow Dorothy into the kitchen. They do. Uh, Dorothy, you know, they ask how she's holding up, and she points out that she just threatened to throw a TV through a window, so not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, while opening some ice cream for all of them, Rose says that Kate does seem to be doing uh, pretty well. She's in good spirits considering the situation. Dorothy explains that, you know, she may look fine now, mm-hmm. but uh, she's still processing these feelings, and that things are prone to get much worse in the coming hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, she then shares that nearly 24 hours after being told that Stan had cheated on her, uh, she ended up cutting the crotch out of all of his slacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she was saying that she was teaching like English lit or something like that, so she was yes. feeling particularly, um, 
I can't remember the phrase that she uh, used, but she says, you know, symbolism was uh, symbolism. Symbolism was my life because right. she was teaching English lit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rose shares a story also in which she thought Charlie may have been cheating on her, <laughs> and so she knows a little bit of the pain. Yeah, <clears throat> this gets a little ridiculous. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I agree. I mean, the one part I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, you can go into it, but she basically says that her and Charlie, you know, had sex every day for 18 years. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. I mean, seems unlikely, but sure. (laughs) Um, You know, I just feel like there'd be some kind of crazy situations that would happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, I could go along with that. And then... Later on, I mean, I hope I'm not stepping on the rest of the episode too much yeah. in these jokes. Yeah, but it adds up to 50 hours a week. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a full time job. Yeah, because they talked about what they also did every morning because the yeah. next morning they were back. And then yeah. what is it? She said like on Sunday, 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Yeah, 7 to 12, 5 to 7, then noon on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's that's where it gets like, are they in like tantric? Like, what is yeah. going on <laughs> that they're able to? Uh-huh. I mean, I, I would they feel like both of them would be raw. They did have children, right? <laughs> they yeah, did. exactly. Like, where are these kids? Like, oh, parents are just upstairs banging it out again for five hours. Well, that's the thing. Like, up until this point, you're like, oh, Charlie died in bed. It's like, oh, well, Rose must be very good. But now we realize, oh, well, that's where he spends a third of his life. Right, yeah. (laughs) Statistically, that's where he was going to die. Yeah, like half of his waking hours are there, not to mention when he's sleeping. Exactly. (laughs) And let's not forget, too, that Charlie's also not probably getting enough sleep. He's only getting five hours a night, um, which is far below what they recommended. Exactly. So perhaps if he just got his daily recommended hours of sleep, then he would have been around, you know, for a few more years. And we know from past episodes that he wasn't real good with money. When would he have the time? Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Who can tell what's on those those, uh, dockets right there? Exactly. But, I mean, they also said that he's always on the road selling insurance and stuff. Right, yeah. So maybe she means every day he was home? Could be. Specifically, she said, though, I don't know. It's yeah. fine, but the whole thing was just Blanche's right to be skeptical. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> um, but Dorothy, not Dorothy, Rose doesn't seem like the type who would make up such a salacious story. Yeah. But I did think it was a great line. Do you have it down her? Sorry. Uh, Rose shares that, you know, one day they had been married 18 years at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie simply came home, ate dinner, and went to bed. And then she says she stayed up crying the whole night. Uh, this was the only detail she gave at first. Uh, confused by this, Dorothy and Blanche told her that she left the story part of that out of the story. Yeah. <laughs> Without actually saying any of the words, they don't say sex till the end of this, actually. Uh, we find out that this is the first time in all 18 years that Charlie and Rose failed to have sex right after dinner. Uh, which also seems a bit early if they had kids. All right, yeah. Unless, I will say, though, that... Like, it does explain Rose's behavior, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the way that she is, the way that she is. Because now we can just chalk it up to the fact that, you know, she was just too close to the headboard. Yeah, just <laughs> banging on the headboard for hours <laughs> and nights. For permanent brain hour. damage there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It all makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the girls are, of course, in disbelief by this, that, such, that they had such a long, unbroken streak as we have kind of just proven right here in this conversation. Right. Blanche even comments, no wonder you never heard of I Love Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rose continues that, you know, she was worried about nothing and it was just a one-time fluke and that everything was back to normal the following morning. Uh, then we find out, like you said, in addition to their nightly lovemaking sessions, they got back to it every morning as well. Mm-hmm. Blanche says that she's uh, 
having a hard time believing this since Rose doesn't even like discussing sex. But Rose responds that in her experience, people who talk about it all the time don't actually do it that often. Yeah, yeah. I like Blanche's incredulous look, but she also doesn't really (laughs) deny it either. Right. So I I think Blanche has alluded a couple times to maybe talking a little bit bigger game than she actually plays. Mm -hmm. But um, So, like, when Rose and not Miles got it on, mm -hmm. like, I mean, I... I don't know. I mean, so they go three hours or something, and she just assumes that's a quickie? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you have to think. If if what she's used to is seven hours a day of lovemaking uh-huh. every day, um, uh-huh. except for Sunday where it gets up to what they go to noon, and then you're getting 12 hours on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, that any other human would be a huge letdown yeah. <laughs> by the standards that she exactly. you know, had for however many years she was with Charlie. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Well, upon hearing that uh, slight about people who talk about sex all the time, Blanche kind of stabs her ice cream bowl with her spoon, stands up and asks the girls if anyone would like some more coffee. Uh, The doorbell then rings, and Rose goes to answer it. Uh, Dorothy wonders aloud to Blanche why men even cheat and think they can get away with it uh, or won't get caught. And Blanche tells her it's the same reason a dog licks itself, because it can. (laughs) Which made no sense to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because it says, why do they think they can get away with it? I guess she's just saying that they can get away with it. Yeah. Or, or they they think they can. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, it just, yeah, like you said, it was a really odd sentence that really ultimately didn't make exactly. much sense. But. I mean, Stan Dennis, um, you know, Blanche's original fiance, um, obviously they got caught. Right, yeah. <laughs> Dorothy's previous <laughs> suitors. Yeah. All sorts of people. Uh, Rose returns to the kitchen saying that you know it was not standing at the door, it wasn't. Uh, but to keep a cool head. And then Dennis follows her into the kitchen, uh, creepily saying, hello, Mother Dorothy. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was really weird. Why would he call her Mother Dorothy? Yeah. That's probably the worst or weirdest part of the episode, honestly. Yeah. Um, I am. Um, I sometimes refer to my mother-in-law. I'll add mother oh, in front of her name. <laughs> um, just... It, kind of amuses me and also it kind of annoys my wife <laughs> so it's twofold well it's because um so my mother-in-law and my wife's sister share a name oh okay. and so originally it was just a way to differentiate between which of the two i was discussing boy that's really uh so your wife's sister is she the daughter of your mother-in-law mm-hmm. so yeah. she's like a junior basically yeah yeah um it's because they're a they're Latina, so I guess it's oh, more okay. prevalent. More common? In, yeah, yeah, for daughters to be named after their mothers. Do they call it junior, or is that a predominantly all men thing? Uh, it was no. There's no junior affixed to her name, so I had no idea that your wife was had any other nationality. <laughs> yeah. So, um, her mother's um 100 uh, Puerto Rican. <laughs> Um, so my wife is um, 50% Puerto Rican, and then our child's a Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I well worth the trip. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. So, well, very interesting. I had no idea about that yeah. about Helena, but I'll um, yeah. definitely have to keep it in mind the next mm-hmm. time. 
Yeah. So, um, so, so is like, she fluent in Spanish? No. Um, and that's one of the things that we're kind of worried about because her mother, you know, English is a second language. Sure. And um, she's getting up there in years. And eventually that's going to be one of the first things to go is her ability to speak English. And so, really? yeah, she's just going to revert back to, you know, her native language. And nobody in the family speaks Spanish. <laughs> and so we're going to be in trouble when that happens. Oh, I guess you better get that Rosetta Stone going. Yeah, exactly. So um, Duolingo, it's yeah. free. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so my wife, um, yeah, she's fifty percent. But the other fifty percent, it's like just like redheaded Irish. Like they're oh. pale and red hair <laughs> and everything like that. So so that's why she sort of favors that side more than <laughs> her. Li- fiery latina side <laughs> does her sister does she also favor the uh, the irish side or did she end up with more of the latina more of the latina so so that's a really interesting yeah now have you guys ever been to puerto rico together no nah, no well has helena been to puerto rico no no and i don't know that her mom's been back maybe once or twice but it's been a long time i believe since she's been back so when me and Nikki went on a, a cruise a few years back mm-hmm. one of the stops was in Puerto Rico okay. it was beautiful and we only saw a small portion of it yeah. obviously but yeah. did you visit any of Helena's extended family we did mm-hmm. we okay, did good. a lot of them okay, you're really <laughs> incensed if you didn't yeah. but no, I think she came to the mainland when she was 18 and if she's been back it's only been maybe once or twice so uh, so no, no, that Puerto Rican line it's funny I've used that a couple of times uh, obviously not line. here yeah yeah but no, it's a solid line. Like I said, it was especially I just wasn't sure where the buildup was going to, yeah. but, but it was a good payoff. Exactly. I'm glad you had faith that I was going somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so Dorothy tells uh, Dennis that uh, she thinks you know he should just leave and ask him to stop calling her mother Dorothy because mm-hmm. she feels like she should be handing out rice in Calcutta. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with her. I think that he should stop calling her that because it's just creepy, in yeah. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis also asks where Kate is, and Blanche tells him that you know she isn't there. Continuing that she went out with Gloria Steinem, Betty Friedan, and uh, Marlo Thomas, uh, who are all female rights activists. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. I believe Marlo uh, Thomas is actually an actress too. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was in That Girl along with a lot of other things. I mean, she is a pretty successful actress. Um, but yeah, the and other singer two. too, right? Yeah. And married to Phil Donahue. Oh, I, I didn't, didn't realize I didn't that. See that part. Uh, now is she married to him like till death do they part or um i think so she was at least definitely married to him when this occurred okay you know um but yeah yeah definitely big uh women's rights activist in general but uh she said that they're trying to find ways to uh, other they're drinking wine spritzers right or something like that white wine spritzers yeah and uh quote trying to fry your wandering male behind Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, just then, uh, Kate comes out of the uh, be- bedroom in the back, and Dennis implores her to talk to him. Despite Dorothy interjecting that you know he should just leave, and Kate should, you know, be saying the same, she kind of reconsiders and lets him uh, come to the kitchen to talk. Mm-hmm. So uh, Dorothy is confident that no matter what, you know, whatever he says, Kate will still send him home alone, and that uh, it's uh, good that he came. So now this can all be finished sooner. Right. Rose ob- obliviously asks. If Kate will still be uh, having time to see Mar- uh, Marlo Thomas because she'd really love an autograph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a classic Rose line. Very much so. Good timing at the end there. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, then she kept having that look on her face like she wasn't understanding why she was getting the <laughs> stares that she was getting, which I liked. Um, she held the 
held like, that. Be excited, like, oh yeah, yeah, not excited, <laughs> really but also this. not not quite understanding what um, <laughs> why she wasn't getting the right uh, feedback from them that yeah, she's just expected. Like, no, yeah, no. <laughs> kind of shaking their head in, uh, mm-hmm. in disbelief. At this point, they should not really be shocked by those lines, though. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But uh, we changed scene, and appro- <clears throat> approximately an hour has passed now, and the girls are all sitting watching the TV marathon still. Uh, at this point, Dorothy, though, can't stand it anymore. She uh, doesn't like the waiting, so she gets up and asks the girls, you know, what could be taking so long? Blanche points out that, you know, they had a lot to discuss. Right then the kitchen door opens, and Dennis walks out, and then he walks right out the front door. Mm-hmm. Dorothy comments that, you know, he didn't even bother to say goodbye. But tell, uh, Kate tells her mother that, oh, no, he's coming back. He's only going to get his suitcase. Then she then tells her that they've worked things out and they're staying together. Now, it seems a little presumptuous to me. Now, granted, I realize they're they're married. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously Kate's a guest there. Yeah. And there's just been this big blow-up situation where, yeah. you know, obviously Dorothy would have really strong negative feelings, as would probably everybody in the house yeah. uh, against Dennis. <clears throat> and there's not even a question of, well, let me double-check with Mom and make yeah. sure she's okay with you spending the night. Or why don't we leave here and we'll get a hotel together yeah. and you know continue to work through yeah. the situation. Those, I kind of uh, thought the same thing. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I agree. It, just in twofold. Number one, like she like takes his hand and gives him a little smile as mm-hmm. she leads him back to the back. Yeah, <laughs> like she's like, "Oh, I'm going to prove I'm good in the sheets." <laughs> right. But it seems like, <laughs> as far as asking permission, because I assumed that her and Dorothy were going to be doubling up. Yeah. You know, but now Dorothy has to double up with Sophia. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, unless Dorothy had already decided to give her the room to herself. So you know. she'd have to listen to her sob all night. Right, exactly. You know, Dorothy needs to get her 40 winks just like anybody else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so. Maybe maybe you stumbled on something there, though. Maybe she took him back just so she could prove she was worth something, you know? Oh, mm-hmm. so you like, to prove to daddy? Yeah. Make, 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 <laughs> make, and you tell my father <laughs> that I was a tiger in the sheet last make night. Make Stan exactly. look even the worse, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like you stuff my manicotti the traditional way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I definitely will not um be interfering in my daughter's love life. Uh, I mean certainly I would be there for her in as far as as a support if she has some sort of a problem with a dude, but I'll never ever broach the subject of how things are going. In uh, the boudoir. Or how they need to go if she wants to keep a man. (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah, that'll just be like, listen, you need to either figure that out on your own or you can talk to your mom if you want something. But (laughs) I would never stop throwing up if she wanted my opinions. Um, But anyways, go ahead. Well, you know, upon hearing that they're getting back together or staying together, rather, Dorothy is immediately livid. Uh, Blanche, kind of sensing the tension in the room, uh, tells Rose that they should uh, continue watching the Lucy uh, marathon in the kitchen. And this is my favorite line. Rose is disappointed because, ah, that set's black and white. Yeah, yeah, the portable TV that they're going to use. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty good one, too. Yeah. Blanche kind of shoots an exasperated look and then you know throws her hands up before following Rose into the kitchen. Uh, Kate explains to her mother that you know her husband has apologized and promised uh, to never cheat again. And uh, she has decided to accept his apology, not wanting her marriage to end over this one situation. Uh, Dorothy, however, believes that she's making a big mistake. 
Kate thinks that Dorothy should be able to forgive him uh, if she can, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and upset that her mother won't support her, she says, you know, okay, fine, we'll be leaving in the morning. Mm-hmm. That would be a really difficult thing as a parent, though. Um, I mean, I guess you do, you know, you, you tolerate the person and, you know, try to keep the peace and all that. But obviously, you know, your daughter, Ski's daughter, is 21. Um, you know, she's had boyfriends here and there, current one right now that, you know, seems maybe halfway decent and all that, yeah. hopefully. He seems like an okay uh, guy. But uh, I'm sure he's listening to this. Yeah, I'm sure. Because <laughs> uh, of you are just as fondness of no. the Goldens. I'm certain he's not. <laughs> <laughs> because of you. I would be shocked to find out he was. Is, is he not listening because of his lack of interest in the Goldens or his dissatisfaction with you? I would hope it would not be the second, <laughs> but... Uh, um, I'm sure I'd like to think that he's listening because, you know, he keeps his enemies close. (laughs) (laughs) And then you, Brent, your oldest, uh, she's what, 19 now? Correct. Okay. So have you ever had to deal with anything as far as like fallout from a bad relationship? Um, No, she's got a really good head on her shoulders. Um, She only had one boy that she got kind of serious with and then she kicked him to the curb because she said he was too stupid. So I was like, all right. Yeah, my Good daughter, she's 13. She's our oldest, and she has not ever been in a relationship. She seems disinterested. At least she is not at all interested in talking to it, to talking about it to me or or my wife. Um, and so, Brent will text we her. We haven't had to. Yeah, I appreciate that. She's she gonna slide into my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm gonna be reaching out to yours. So, you know, exactly. um, only always, fair. Yeah, scratching each other's back. Yeah, right. It takes a village <laughs> <laughs> to raise an idiot. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I do think you should let your child make their own mistakes and be there for them. <laughs> you know, to try to help them. You know, deal with tough times yeah. when they want the help. Man, it would be really challenging to be like, okay, well, you say it's okay that this dude cheated on you, um, so mm-hmm. I guess that's cool by me then. Yep. So. yep. Water under the bridge. <laughs> right. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I think this would definitely, for me, beckon a, a follow-up conversation at least at some point. Yeah. Whereas for them, it just kind of ends. Like like you yeah. said, they go back to the bedroom and yeah. that's the night. Yeah. You think it's involved like quarterly check-ins? So how you doing in the sheets? Are you, <laughs> you keeping Dennis happy? I, I would hope that wouldn't be the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, Stan hadn't got back yet, so he'd yeah. probably be the more interested party. I do feel like it'd be hard to ever trust somebody. I mean, thankfully, we haven't dealt with that um, on either side. So, you know, neither of us have to know at this point. We've been together almost, well, as a couple, we've been together. 250 years? Almost 24 years. um, Like, really close. Like, a couple of weeks we'll be there um, as a couple and then almost 20 years marriage. But, yeah, I just think that'd be a really hard thing to come back from. Mm -hmm. So. You're halfway to your Zbornak anniversary. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. If we make it to 38 years, I feel you know like we did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think if you make it to 38 years, it's like, why bother starting over? Yeah. You know? I don't know. I feel like if you make it to 38 years, I think if you separate at that point, at least for me, I definitely don't think there'd be any point in starting over. It would just be just finishing out on your own. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, Stan made it very clear why he uh, started over. Well, yeah, but I mean, Stan's yeah. a slime ball. Uh, yes, he is. Yeah, and Brent's pointed out to me that he's even more a slime ball than I had given credit for in this episode. <laughs> so, well, uh, we change scene again, and uh, just following the uh, little confrontation, right? Where Kate says, you know, they're leaving in the morning. Uh, Dorothy enters Sophia's bedroom and wakes her mother up, explaining that you know Dennis has come to the house and apologized, 
and Kate has decided to take him back. And Sophia's like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. And lies back down wanting to go back to sleep. Right. Do you notice how Sophia turned on the light? Uh-uh. Did you notice? Yeah. I think she turns it off, though, too, though, doesn't she? She does. But, like, how does that whole process work? Are you sure? Well, did I think maybe Dorothy turned it on the first time, though. Uh, I think it was Sophia. It very well may have been. Okay, well, I'm guessing that you noticed something. So what was yeah. it? Like, so the light fixtures are way above yeah, Sophia's. Yeah, she's got a reach. Yeah, like she has to like prop herself up and then reach up. And then the switch is like right there, like a hotel, like a tiny little dial oh, okay. just before the, just below the light bulb that's got on the wall. Mm. It was just, I don't know, it was just an awkward situation all around. It seems like an odd light to purchase for your house. Mm-hmm, exactly. So. I mean, if the, like, if the bed was slightly higher, like maybe three inches higher, yeah. then maybe it'd be okay. You yeah. Know? Or maybe, maybe it's the craftmatic, and normally it's higher. Yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe it's one of those things that like a normal sized person would be in the bed, oh, and so yeah, there would be a normal small. reach. You know. Yeah, but for a tiny person like Sophia, exactly. it's a little more of a. A lunch. Well, and you figure too that bed would have been put there, or at least those lights, I should say, would have been put there before Sophia was. Mm-hmm. So exactly, uh, exactly. So, so something I would like to mention now. Okay. <laughs> well, so yeah, she says she uh, wants to go back to sleep, uh, but Dorothy kind of pleads with her mom that you know what her husband did to her was horrible, and she should be leaving him. Sophia says that uh, she wants to go back to sleep because she was having, oh, you know, she was in the middle of a dream in which. Uh, she was held captive by Caesar Romero yeah. wearing a loincloth yeah. and Joker paint. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was hoping. That was the first thing I thought of. With, in all honesty, I don't know anything else that I associate Caesar Romero yeah. with yeah. <laughs> other than being the Joker. But, um, you know, I don't think... Uh, Best Joker ever. Yeah, I think it's a fair assessment. I'd stand on Joaquin Phoenix's coffee table and say that. <laughs> well, I'm sure he would, but would you stand on uh, Heath Ledger's grave and say that? Yeah, I would. <laughs> You're the poor man's Romero. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd lose a little bit of respect for you if you made the trek <laughs> to his grave. Just to, to pay your Even disrespect? You just happen to be there and you're like, you know what? I need to tell this corpse what I think. It's making my rounds. Which way to Nicholson's house? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd now like to about, think that's the same day that his family is visiting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, would you tell that to Mark Hamill as well, like to his face? Or do you think that since he just did a voice, then yeah, it's just, not? Just live action. Oh, okay. Yeah. I could even tell you. I mean, obviously, Mark Hamill's far and away the most, but I think there's been a couple others. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's been so many different Batman cartoons. There's been yeah. quite a few, but he's probably the most... I don't know. He may not even be the most famous... In the voice acting world, but just in the yeah. world outside of voice acting, yeah. you know, he's such a big name. Yeah. Makes it. Uh, I think he's definitely been the most prevalent in the last, like, 12, 20 years, maybe, because yeah. yeah, Batman the Animated so. Series, he did the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That was probably the biggest Batman cartoon that I'm aware of. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who voiced Joker for Super Friends or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to look into. I don't know. It probably wouldn't be interesting, but yeah, it'd be something. It wasn't Caesar Romero, <laughs> right? <laughs> so. It was probably Richard Dawson or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> On his uh, spare time from the feud, right. exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, she pleads with her mom, you know, to kind of be on her side, basically. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sophia wants to go back to sleep and see Caesar. Uh, they kind of go back and forth a bit, and Sophia kind of then resigns herself to counsel Dorothy, but uh, tells her that, you know, Kate wanted her to uh, listen, not to tell her how to live her life. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, she reminds Dorothy that, you know, on her first anniversary uh, to Stan, she came over crying at her door mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, she had cooked him this nice big meal, right? Mm-hmm. And she was worried that Stan had been unfaithful because he had uh, lipstick on his collar or something, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, she points out that Dorothy had to make a choice to stay with Stan. Mm-hmm. And then, likewise, Kate must decide to stay with, with Dennis or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she forces her opinion on her daughter that she'll lose her and never see any future grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy exits and Sophia lies back down. And then at the very end of that scene, we hear her kind of muffled uh, say, Not tonight, Caesar. I'm not in the mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Caesar. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, he was waiting the whole time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Patiently. And his tiny loincloth and everything. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> size of a dish rag. <laughs> or a hand rag, washcloth, or whatever. Uh, so, uh, final scene now. We see uh, Blanche and Rose entering the kitchen. Uh, Sophia is sitting at the table. Uh, they talk about how great the I Love Lucy marathon was, and especially the last episode, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose says that she never knew that staying up all night could be so much fun. Mm-hmm. And Blanche says, not even with Charlie. <laughs> and Rose explains, oh, no, they'd never stay up all night. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, like we were talking about before. Yeah, right. It's just 7 to midnight every night and mm-hmm. five, to seven, 5 to 7 every morning. And, of course, till noon on Sundays. Right. Mm-hmm. Which. Yeah, no, none of it adds up. But Yeah. yeah. All the chafing. <laughs> Plus, it also means that you know uh, Rose is ignorant of Johnny Carson. Yeah, <laughs> you know maybe living on a farm though they had uh, some industrial grade lubricants or something. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you think Oil. a tractor chassis and horses <laughs> and others? <laughs> hey, at that point, I mean, you got a lot of friction there. You got have something to cool down. <laughs> Although the well, UTIs would probably be unsustainable. Well, probably, but. You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe their uh, cleanliness was impeccable. So maybe maybe. <laughs> uh, Blanche again uh, kind of looks has a d- disbelief look on her face, almost disappointment in her own life experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, "No wonder you still mourn that man." <laughs> uh, Dorothy uh, enters the kitchen, feeling much better. You know, following her discussion with Sophia from the prior night, saying that she has uh, now got a plan on how to deal with uh, the situation going forward. Sophia is glad to know that she'll be, uh, that uh, for once and all, you'll keep your mouth shut, she says. Uh, Side note. Okay. I noticed that in this scene, uh, Dorothy is wearing a multicolored pastel robe, which almost perfectly matches the tablecloth at their kitchen table. (laughs) I took a picture to show you guys. It also matched the um, painting above Sophia's bed. I didn't Ah, know Between the two lights, the two... Poorly placed lights. Well, it's nice if your uh, outfit is color coordinated with your environment. Yep, look at that. So. Very nice. Yep, Ski is showing us a picture where <laughs> I mean, it looks like they were cut from the same cloth. So. I got a little better look at it. I guess uh, Dorothy's outfit's a little bit more floral pattern, mm-hmm. uh, okay. where the tablecloth is like a, a checkered plaid. Yeah, but it is a really close match. Like color wise, yeah. yeah. I will say that Kate's outfit seemed like something Dorothy would wear. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Back to it. Dorothy tells her mother that, you know. <laughs> Enough dilly-dallying. <laughs> you love my... Uh, my. Let's get to the reason we're here, yeah, folks. <laughs> lack of uh, transitions, don't you? No, yeah, I definitely do. you got to keep us on track. Exactly. <laughs> Heaven forbid we hit the 60-minute mark. Yeah. How? What are we at now? Oh, right about the 60-minute mark. There we go, yeah. So, so uh, Dorothy tells her mom... I'd like that, you to uh, edit that so I hit it exactly right. <laughs> Cut out what you need to. 
Dorothy says to Sophia that you know if she wants things to really be okay, she feels she has to you know voice her thoughts. Sophia says you know she may feel better afterwards, but she'll lose her daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, just then, Stan enters the kitchen, uh, having apparently used a key from under a mat to get in, mm-hmm. which I think was still a bit of a. I mean, even though they know he was coming back. That's still a bit of an invasion of privacy. He oh, does yeah. not live 100%, there. hundred percent, yeah. And a lot of times, he's not even welcome there. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's the same key the burglars used. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, he asked, you know, do I smell waffles? Blanche says no, and he continues, could I smell waffles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a dick thing to say, <laughs> for sure. Uh, he asked how things are going, and Dorothy explained, you know, because he doesn't know about all of this. But that Dennis came back and Kate has forgiven him. Stan is, of course, also very upset by this. You know, hearing uh, about uh, the stuff that had transpired while he was gone. Right. Kate enters and sees her father. Uh, Dorothy tells her that, you know, she wants to talk to Dennis. So she heads in the living room where he is uh, getting their luggage prepared to uh, leave. Dorothy has her son-in-law follow her out to the lanai to talk. Stan insists that he join them. And, of course, this is the part I was talking about where I thought Stan wasn't completely... uh, a jerk, but they both explained to him, you know, that seeing their daughter so upset kind of triggered their parental instinct to uh, protect their daughter. Dennis admits that, you know, he made a stupid mistake. Or, sorry, I, I left out part. They even give examples of things that happened, you know, as she was growing up, like defending her against bullies and right. kind of being uh, there for her when she had acne or something. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't seem like the same thing, but. Yeah, not know, quite, but, up- you know. Upsetness is upsetness. <laughs> right. Uh, but together, they both explain, you know, that seeing her so upset, you know, kind of triggered some stuff with them, and they want to take care of her and uh, be there for her. Dennis admits that he made a stupid mistake, and it, but he'll never do it again, and will do everything in his power to make it up to her. He promises the, um, that they'll never happen again, but Dorothy kind of goes up to him and tells him, well, that's good, that's good. But if you do, I'll break every bone in, all, every bone in your hand, right? Mm-hmm. And you will, quote, Spend the rest of your life selling newspapers out of a wagon. <laughs> Which yeah. I guess you could do with one hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, it seems like there'd be a lot of other things you do with one hand besides just selling newspapers out of a wagon. But um, Well, and then those bones could heal, just maybe not so great. Yeah, I guess what you need, though, to do is to break those bones down to dust. dust. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so it's like you just have a, a hand. Uh, like a, completely... like a, a cloth. A yeah, cloth <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, she then walks away, and Stan simply walks up to him and tells the boy that she's not kidding. <laughs> they all walk back into the living room, and they kind of you know trade goodbyes and hugs, including a uh, long, tight, and somewhat painful hug from Dorothy to Dennis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they leave, and the girls all agree that they're happy that things did turn out all right. Right. Stan, you know, still being in there, tells Dorothy that you know felt good being back on the same page again. The same team. We're all talking to Dennis on the lanai. Uh, and they both go to, kind of go to each other and give each other a nice long hug, you know, asking, you know, how did it all go wrong between us? And Stan says, and this is classic, oh, I remember. I wasn't happy at home under the sheets. And then Dorothy gives Stan a tight hug that is somewhat painful at the end. Yeah. <laughs> he says, so like, Dorothy, you're hurting me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we close out. Yeah, it was a decent ending to the episode. Um, so uh, we had three guest stars in that episode. Um, it's kind of nice. It was all contained in the household, that entire one. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Herb Edelman, of course, uh, Stan once again. Yay. <laughs> 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 then we had uh, 
Jonathan Perpich is uh, played Dennis. He's been in 21 things, uh, nothing really of significant note. Yeah. And then Dina Freeman, she played Kate. Mm-hmm. 34 titles to her name. One thing that I thought was a, a fun callback is that in 2010 she was in a in a short called In Utero. Um, so apparently, I, I don't know. I just like that because you know that that was a Miami song. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then 16 episodes of Too Close for Comfort uh, yeah. would have probably been her biggest. That's what I knew. Biggest from. credit. Uh, but apparently she's huge in commercials, or at least she was. Yeah. Yeah. She even won a, a Screen Actors Guild Award for her work in commercials. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Too uh, close to comfort. She was with Ted Knight. You know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Betty White's old mm-hmm. Mary Tyler Moore co-star. Yeah. And I did recognize her face, com- so that's probably why I've seen her before. Yeah, yeah. Her face seems very familiar. I'm sure that it would have been in something. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she was big for McDonald's and. Uh, couple other companies but i think is you know continue doing commercial work throughout you yeah. know time she was the original actor in the mac tonight costume oh was she <laughs> <laughs> did she do her own musical work as well oh, I'm, that? I'm kidding i'm kidding that was her uh too close for comfort co-star jim j bullock oh okay <laughs> so uh so ski did you have a uh, who was your mvp of this episode uh, i gave it to kate I thought it was really mostly her story, mm-hmm. even though, you know, she wasn't necessarily in there a whole lot. You know, everything revolved around mm-hmm. her choices and stuff. And I thought she made a tough choice in the end. Uh, I think she kind of gave up a lot of her own safety net uh-huh. in life. Uh, but I think she did it for, to preserve her family and her marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. And how about you, Brent? Uh, Sophia. Sophia. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I, I felt like she, she had... A nice mix of uh, good funny lines mm-hmm. as well as some sage advice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I thought she was uh, definitely the winner for me on this one. And uh, how many slices of cheesecake did this episode earn for you? 4.5. Hmm. I thought it had, uh, it was a decent episode, but it had very middle of the road funny points, I think. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I would call it on the low end for me. Not low end, but below average. Stan always knocks an episode down a little bit for me. Although I didn't think he did as much so as he has in prior episodes. But I did really like that they, the B story was, I like when the B story is either really good or really minor. Yeah. And this one, it's like they didn't have to take any time away from. Yeah, they're literally you know, in the house in yeah, the same exactly. area where it's going on. So I, I like the B story. It was, it's pretty much totally integrated into the A story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you think the B story is just the two of them watching I Love Lucy? Yeah, I okay. mean, that's pretty much gotcha. all the only other thing going on in the episode besides. Gotcha. Kate's situation, yeah. But even still, with all that, I only gave a three point five. Yeah. So cool. And how uh, about you, Brent? Uh, I'll go three and a half as well. Everything. So, so yeah. So yeah, maybe slightly below average mm-hmm. overall on average for us, but not a terrible episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So had had its solid points for sure. Exactly. And it'll help bring back Ramaki. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sure that, well, you know, it'll be us doing this recap of this 30-year-old episode that will I almost want to go back and look at the very end of uh, the Lucy portion Mm -hmm. and see if all the snacks were gone. Yeah, that would be interesting to see. Because I think they do show like a a pan out. One thing I thought was really interesting, too, that about this particular episode was that essentially all of it took place within about a 14-hour time mm-hmm. frame because yeah. she was making the snacks yeah and then they watched the 12 hour marathon and then they were t- discussing it in the morning about how you know, it, o- it was all over yeah yeah so i mean unless they <coughs> went to bed sometime in between there which <laughs> they don't give the impression that, that was yeah, the yeah case. they talk about spending up uh, staying up all night yeah so. so i thought that was kind of a you know fun thing that normally the episodes will take place over the course of a week or longer yeah. 
So I like that aspect too, but yeah, doesn't change the score for me. Yeah. So anyway, I guess with that, uh, stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.